Welcome to Communicast, a communication skills podcast. I'm Scott D'Amico, president of Communispond. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Susan Davis, who is the director of global sales training for the pharma services group within Thermo Fisher Scientific and head of her own leadership training company, SH Davis Empowerment Group. Susan discusses the importance of self-awareness and being honest with yourself when it comes to becoming an effective leader and communicator. She also shares great advice around finding the community that will challenge you to get to the next level. I hope you enjoy. Susan, thank you so much for joining me today. To get things started, if you could, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your career journey, and what you're working on today? Great. Thank you so much, Scott. And thank you uh, to Communist Bond for for having this podcast and asking me to be here today. My name is Susan Davis, and my current role is I am the Director of Global Sales Training for the Pharma Services Group within Thermo Fisher Scientific. And I also have my own business where I do leadership and uh, training, a company, SH Davis Empowerment Group. And a little bit about my history is, is I've been in the training and sales role for really about the past 25 years and worked a lot in team development um, as well as sales training and communication and leadership training. So just so excited to be here today. Thank you. Great. Thank you for that. And absolutely. Thank you again for being here. So if I, if I think about your background within sales training, leadership training, team development, you want to hear that kind of the red thread through all of that really is around communication, communication skills being the foundation for all of that. So as, as you're thinking about it from your perspective, when you hear somebody that they're a great communicator or this person has strong communication skills, what does that mean to you? The first word I think about, Scott, is if, if you say you're a great communicator, I think that you're a leader. You're a good leader because leaders influence and influence is leadership. And it all starts with communication, no matter what role you're in in any organization, having communication skills is, is one of the, the most important factors, in my opinion. And when you, when you talk about leaders being influential or they influence, what are some of the skills that go along with being able to influence as a leader from, say, a communication perspective? Wow. So, you know, for me, communication skills are those abilities, you know, the, the things that you're able to do when you not only give, but also receive information. So that includes listening, speaking, observing, empathizing, all the, all the key things that go along with communication. And those communication skills are also, they're all about connecting. So connecting increases your influence. And as my mentor and John Maxwell always says, is leadership is influence. When we're able to influence others, we lead people and we lead them at higher levels. So when you better connect with others, you have those higher levels of trust and those higher levels of influence. And those skills are absolutely crucial to, to communication and being able to understand your own style and then being able to adjust and adapt to the style of others also leads to those higher levels of connecting. Definitely, definitely. So there's a couple of things that, that I heard that, that I think are, are really important. It's this, this idea of, of connecting when you communicate. Communication isn't just putting information out there and getting the word, word out about something. It really is making those connections. And I think now more than ever, it's really important to make sure that you are making connections when you communicate with people because it's that much more challenging doing things virtually, doing things over the phone, doing things through email where you don't have that direct one-to-one in-person communication. So what are some ways that people can really focus on making connections when they communicate? 
And, and Scott, you said that perfectly because it really is a difference maker, you with other people and connecting is all about the other person, right? And, and it always, it starts with the other person feeling valued. So you're making those connections. And one way to do that is by actively listening. And when we talk about it a lot, but oftentimes we listen to respond instead of, of listening to understand. And, and when we can actually participate and engage in active listening, it changes the conversation. It changes that trust, that trust level with you and that other person. They feel that, that value that you're giving them. You know, it's no longer, <laughs> you know, good enough just to work hard or do a great job. You know, to really be successful, you need to learn to really communicate with others. And those highest achievers and those higher connections, it's all about good. They, they, they are active listeners. They are practicing true active listening. When I talk about connecting with other and, you know, communication goes way beyond, you know, words. And a lot of people think it's about what you say. But at, at UCLA, there was a psychology professor that did, you know, that discovered that face-to-face -face communications really are broken down into three components, words, tone or voice, and then body language. So interesting enough, what people see us do or our actions and the tone we use far outweigh any words that we're using when communicating. So what we say only accounts for like 7% of what's believed. Yep. And the way we say it is accounted for about 38%. And then what others see is actually about 55% of what we you know, are seeing as communicators. And I think that's often overlooked. I, I know that those statistics have been out there, but people really don't fully get the importance of, of your actions and the body language so much when mm. you're communicating. And especially when it comes to listening and active listening. So mm. for me, as I think about you know, being an active listener and really focusing on understanding and not responding is what am I doing to prepare myself for that conversation? So if it's something that for work, whether I'm going into a client meeting or maybe meeting with the CEO, and I, I've definitely done a lot of legwork to get ready for that so that I can focus on my questioning and really listening and not in my mind being worried about, oh my gosh, what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? Because I've done the prep work. I have a framework of questions together that I know that I can lean on so I can really lock into that person. But beyond that, just in impromptu conversations or one-on-one -on -one conversations at home or with a friend just the little things that, that you can do make a big difference. And, you know, I think about with my kids, a lot of times when they come down, if they want to tell me about their day or they want to show me something, you know, a TikTok video or something, what I've really been trained hard to do is focus on them. So, you know, if I'm maybe scrolling on my phone or my iPad or something, I'll close it, put it down and just kind of turn and face them and give them my attention and you know, one of the things that I really believe that leads to that you mentioned is that trust mm. to really make that connection that they trust that I am listening to them and valuing what they're putting out there. So I think that is huge. You know, it's such a small portion of actually what we say, but the tone makes a big part. And then really just the, the physical aspect, your body language really brings that all together. So now that's, that's really important. And, and, and like you said, you know, when you, when you do make that connection, it's because they feel valued, they feel trust. And when that connection increases, your influence increases. And, and think about even at work, you know, if we're multitasking, we're on a conference call, but we're also doing emails and we're not fully actively listening or engaged in the conversation. So the communication levels are not optimal. 
and then you're not connecting on a quicker level. So, you know, you're just not performing at your higher highest level in, in communication. And that's, I think that's a challenge today, especially with so many folks working remotely. Uh, not only do you have the normal quote distractions of emails popping in, instant messages popping in, text messages on your phone, Amazon's making deliveries, the dogs are barking, <laughs> you, a spouse, significant other, kids are kind of coming to the office door. You have all these things that you really have to try to, to block out to make sure that you're giving your full self to that person that you're communicating with. And I just think as I prepare for, for these conversations, mm-hmm. I make sure Outlook is shut down. The do not disturb is put on, on my messenger. My phone is completely powered off. Anyone who is home with me knows what's going on. So they know not to be knocking at the door to, and this is the hard one, keep the dogs from barking and going yeah. wild. But it really is, how do you prepare and how do you just lock into that person? Is It makes a big difference. And Huge. the key that you hit on is that's what leads to the influence. Absolutely. Not the title, not that I'm, I'm the leader, that I am really building that trust, making those connections and showing people not only through my words, but my actions that I value what they're bringing to the table in that conversation. Absolutely. One of the, the, the other thing that, that you hit on was this idea of understanding the other person's point of view, mm. understanding their world. Can you maybe talk just a little bit more around that? How do you really understand you know, the other person's point of view, their perspective, their personality, and communicate best with them? Absolutely. Oh, it's such a great conversation. We could sit and talk for hours on this. You know, um, we've had presidents and, and, and many leaders talk about nobody really cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And that starts that connection. One of the tools that, that I, I, I firmly believe in is, is understanding personality styles. And in, in my world, I use DISC. Uh, and there are many tools out there, but we use DISC at, um, within PSG at Thermo Fisher and as well as um, one of the things that I work with teams on. And that's understanding your own personality style and, and, and your own communication style. And once you understand your own, you're able to then look at, see, acknowledge other people's communication style. I look at it in four ways in DISC. There's four communication styles, D, I, S, and C. Now you're a blend of all of those, but you have higher intensity levels of one, two, or three of those. When you're able to understand what you think is how you feel and how you feel is how you act, you're better able to determine and understand patterns of behavior. So for myself, when I become stressed, I know I revert to my second personality style which I can become angry or quick judgment or things of that nature. When I see myself doing that, I think, oh my gosh, Susan, you're out of control. You need to reflect and step back and remember who your audience is and remember you're trying to solve a problem. Now, this is a learned skill. This is not, these are things I practice daily and coach myself with and the teams I work with. So when you're then able to recognize it in others, and I think of those as as four languages. And if you're only able to speak one language, you're missing out on 75% of other languages, right? And communication. But when you're able to understand and adapt to the other languages, the language of communication among others, you're more effectively communicating at a higher level. We teach our salespeople all the time is, if you're going to go speak with or communicate with or sell to or handle an objection with or try just to understand a problem with 
another communication style, you need to think about it from their you know, their style and not your own. So being able to then adapt to and adjust to others is critical and crucial for not only understanding, but influence, connection, and then further success. I mean, it, it seems so simple, right? It, it, right. It, it is a learned practice in doing that. And we, we, we use DISC and it's been very successful. So if I'm understanding correctly, it's, it's not only important to really understand the other person, you know, their communication styles, their preferences, but also be self-aware, you know, maybe oh. I'm a, I'm a high D or an S, you know, SC blend kind of understand where you are one, not only how you like to be communicated with, but how you communicate with others. As you mentioned, where there's sometimes that mismatch between, you know, how my style and your style, the other mm-hmm. person can revert to a secondary style, which may be maybe more, more aggressive, more defensive, things like that. So I think as you're aware of both sides, just really understanding that and making those tweaks, making those adjustments to not only build more connections, help your credibility, but to really to move conversations forward. Absolutely. I, I had a, a customer one time tell me, a client of mine say, you know, I'm, I'm working with this lady and I go in and I tell her I need A, B, C, and D done by so-and-so weeks. And she looks at me like she's fearful. And, and I reminded the client, I'm like, you're a high D. Your support person is not a high D. They're a high S. Mm-hmm. So their natural inclination is to support but you're overwhelming them. Instead, change the conversation, change it to what can I do to support you? These are the things I need to get done. What do you think that you're able to do? What can I do to support you and able to do these? So she did that. And she said the whole conversation changed. It wasn't that the person, the S person couldn't do it. They were just so overwhelmed by the way she was communicating to them. So it really is about being able to adjust your style to the person you're communicating with. I would challenge every one of your listeners today to think about the next PowerPoint presentation or the next you know, presentation they're going to deliver to their teams. Are they presenting in their own style or are they presenting to the style of their audience? And, and really look at that in, intentionally and say, the people I'm presenting to, am I speaking their language? And if you're not, maybe you want to adjust the presentation because we always present on our style. That's our natural instinct is, is to present the way we want to do it, not necessarily to that of the audience. But when you can do it to that of the audience, you're absolutely changing the conversation. Makes a huge, huge difference. And as I think about that and it just thinking of a presentation or a meeting or a proposal that you're putting out, if you're presenting to or speaking to somebody that is more big picture thinking, right? They want to, they want to cast the vision for the organization and you're coming in and talking about, okay, first, we're going to do this. Second, we're going to do this. Third, we're going to be very tactical. (laughs) It's not going to resonate and and vice versa. If you're with somebody that is, you know, maybe a high D they want boom, bottom line, what's it going to be? Let's go. And then you're painting this lofty flowery vision of what things could be. It's not going to work out. And it takes time to understand that other person's style and what works for them. Sometimes you can make inferences, which can be a little dangerous, right? Based maybe on their position within the organization or some of their interactions and mannerisms. Oftentimes the, the pace of which they move and they speak can be indicators to certain things outside of just your know, personality traits. But no, I think understanding yourself, understanding the other por- other person will take your communications and your, your meetings to the next level. 
And, and, you know, it takes practice, Scott, you know, Ralph Water Emerson said it great. He said, all great speakers were bad first. And it, it's true. And so I was fortunate enough uh, about two years ago to, to I was asked to write a chapter in a book. Um, the book was called Discovering uh, Your Team's Potential. And these were all advanced certified disc trainers that were asked to write a section. And my chapter was on sales is a competitive sport. And, and I lead a global sales training department. So I, I talk about this concept a lot. Sales is a competitive sport and so is communication. So when there is a science behind this, and, and think about this, think about all of those sports heroes, you know, did they get there by, by jumping in the pool? You know, did Michael Phelps become the, the Olympian champion that ends by swimming one lap? No, he honed his skill, right? He jumped in, he learned about his strokes and what he was doing. Did Mia Hamm get on the, on the field? Did Michael Jordan, you know, did Tiger Woods, did these people just go to the, the field and all of a sudden they were great? Absolutely not. They honed their skills. And just like athletes, sales professionals or any professional, whoever you are out there, you need ongoing coaching, training, skill development, and strategy. You know, when we're in the middle of football season, I, I know we've got some college and, and pro football fans out there. You know, I can guarantee you these teams are not playing each team and won't play their championship teams the same way they played every year, right? No, they learn. They, they learn strategy, they learn to adapt their playing styles, they learn to think about what this team might be doing and how they need to adapt um, to their competitor. And if they all played the same way, they wouldn't be successful. So we have to practice, we have to learn new techniques, and we have to adapt to our, to our audience in order to be successful. Because, you know, the only way to improve ourselves and others is to learn new communication techniques and then adapt them. It just takes practice and it is not easy. I've been doing this for a long time and I have to intentionally coach myself daily, daily. No, it's definitely, the, these skills are muscles. You have to exercise them or they're mm -hmm. going to go away. You know, I learned that not only just from, from a physical aspect of, of exercise and what happens when you don't exercise, or if you aren't doing it correctly, or aren't learning, you know, the appropriate ways to do things, you end up, you know, damaging your body and you can, with communication with sales, you can damage relationships if you're not training, training appropriately and learning, you know, the best way to do things. And it evolves over time as well. You know, my, my son recently started doing some athletic training with, with trainers and coaches at a facility. And when we were going through the evaluation, they're doing lots of tests and stretches with them. And you know, they're talking about this, really the new age way of training, which is focusing on stretching, focusing on mm. nutrition, focusing on taking care of the entire body. He said, versus the old school where it was just, you know, get a bunch of weight and lift as much weight as you can. And then you end up damaging everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm a product of that. So I, I completely feel that, that things adapt over time. Communication styles adapt over time. And I think we're going through part of that right now, just with what's happened over the past 18 to 24 months now with remote work and so many people being virtual and blended offices. So from your per perspective as you know, leading training for a large organization, also having your own consulting and training business, what are you seeing maybe as two or three skills that today are crucially important for whether it's a sales professional, a leader, or even just a, you know, frontline entry-level employees looking to grow their career. What are some skills that you think are really important today? Okay, number one, it's definitely communication. And I go back to this and Harvard Business Review has reported the number one criteria for advancement, for promotion for professionals is the ability to communicate effectively. 
So you have to be able to communicate effectively. There's a lot of things that go into that, um, as we talked about some, but second is that connection with people. It has to be true, authentic, you know, it, it, in the value of people. I also think having high levels of EQ are incredibly important. And, you know, when we talk about EQ and, and I'm sure most people out there probably heard about it, but, you know, we could spend a whole nother podcast talking about EQ about that and emotional intelligence. Uh, Daniel Goleman really talks about that. It's really your ability to understand, use and manage your own emotions in a positive way when relating to others and in other situations. So be a lot of that reverts right back to communication and connection. So those kind of things are so important because as humans, we're wired for connection, right? We're social animals. And the more that we can build those positive relationships and develop those, those connections, the more enriching our lives, our conversations, our success in corporate, in, in family, and social are going to be. So those are, are really important. I've facilitating DISC with, over with teams and, and groups that I've worked with in so long, I do believe that understanding the styles and understanding yourself is critically important and then being able to adjust to others. So it really comes down to communication, emotional intelligence and connection and, and raising that connection and influence, which means raising your leadership lid, raising and leading people at higher levels, all beginning with yourself. That's spot on. Really, it really does begin with yourself. You have to really be intentional with your career, with your development. You can't always wait for your organization to provide the training for you. Not every organization is going to do that. And there's so many great resources out there, whether you're investing financially yourself or just you know, free resources that you're able to find and even building a strong peer network uh, where you can try and learn from folks around you. And you know, as I think of you know, the environment today, and you touched on it a little bit earlier is you know, gone are the days where you can just, you know, work hard and be, be good at your job, right? Um. <laughs> we see this a lot in, in highly technical roles in data analytics, data scientists, scientists roles where people are really, really strong at their very, their, their subject. They're, they're great scientists. They're great researchers. They're great with data analytics, but if they don't have that other component of, and whatever you want to call it, soft skills, 21st century skills, mm -hmm. whatever they may be, right? This idea of communication, being able to tell stories, be able to paint the picture as to what this may be and to interact with others and get people to understand why what you are doing is important. Mm -hmm. It's You're going to stagnate in your career. Absolutely. And companies are looking for the, the blend of you know, strong technical skills or strong sales skills, whatever the role may be, insert that. How do you blend that in there with those communication skills? And that's, I think, really going to be even more important going forward. You know, raising that leadership lid within yourself is, is it, to me, is probably one of the number one things you can do. And when you are able to do that within yourself, and remember, leadership is influence. And influence is all about connection and communication. Um, John Maxwell talks about in his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and, and that is the law of connection. And all great communicators recognize this truth. And so to, in, in order for us to raise our influence and our leadership, it comes right back down to communication and connection. 
And, and it really does. And having those key components and, and using active listening and valuing other people and understanding styles, it is all so critical, also critical in order to be successful. Definitely. So if, if you think about your career and your career journey and how you got to the point where you are today, you know, if you had to pinpoint it down maybe to one, one communication skill, you know, something that, that you've really honed that has really helped you be successful throughout your career, what would you say that one skill is? You know, I'm a high eye, Scott. So I like to, I want to give you three. You say one, I want to say three, but it is really for me is learning to value other people. And when I say value other people, I'm actively listening and, and I'm intentionally putting a 10 on everybody's head. I don't always agree with everybody and, and, and I don't always like everybody, nor do they you know, agree or like me. But if I can intentionally value every person and what they're bringing to the conversation, it changes my interaction and my level of communication. And listen, it is a learned skill. I'm practicing it every single day. But when I learn to value other people, it changes and, and, and not learn. I, and, and I want to say that I do value people, but I'm talking about learning to value everything they're bringing to the table in meetings. There's always going to be a meeting. You're like, oh, here comes this person again. They're going to they're going to give me this pitch. They're going to. But if you can take that away and really actively listen and value what they're bringing to the table, I guarantee you it's going to change that conversation. It will change the way you interact with, communicate with, connect with. And then when you start changing the communicate uh, the conversation, it changes the relationship. It changes the level of influence in your leadership. And that's been the biggest, one of the biggest things for me, which has helped me raise my leadership lid, is to start valuing people on different levels I may not have before. And, and I really have done that with really my work in the John Maxwell team. They've been great influencers for me and the people that I've learned with there. And even my current boss, he really, he's taught me so learn, uh, much about, you know, timing and positioning of things. So, you know, but, you know, valuing other people and what they bring is, is I, I would say one of the, the most critical things that, that has helped me. That's, that's huge, right? As a, especially as a people leader, you're valuing everything that somebody is bringing to the table. And when you get into that leadership position, one of the key things that where I think a lot of people stumble is it's not about you. It's about mm. your people. And that, that's the most the important person. thing is checking the ego. This isn't about you. This is about how can, how can I help this other person be as successful as possible? And as you really value everything they're bringing to the table, even if sometimes they're you know out of left field or kind of, kind of wacky, but if you are really listening to them, processing them, you may not agree with it. It may not work. But what it signals to them is that you value their input. You value their feedback because sooner or later, they're going to come to the table with gold. And that's Absolutely. why it's, you, you want to build that trust. You want to make the connection with people and have them feel that they are valued, that their input is valued so that they will continue to, to bring things to you. you know, there's the mm -hmm old adage of a, you know, a leader who doesn't listen will soon be surrounded by people who have nothing mm. to say. And that's oh, a dangerous spot to be in. So I think this idea of really valuing folks, making a space where they feel comfortable to bring things up, to bring ideas to you is, is so important. And eventually it's going to mine gold. So absolutely. Absolutely. And then how you add that value to people. Remember, it's based on personality style. And my mentor and one of my friends with DISC, Chris Rollins, you know, he talks about, you know, if you're trying to add value to a, a D, you need to say, what can I do to get this result? 
if you're adding value to an S, you might be saying, how can I support you? You know, you're adding value to it. So that it's different the way you do it. Again, it's learned, but being intentional about it is not about you. It is not about us. It is about the other person and the teams and people we work with. And, and how we do that and connect with is all based on, again, their style and how we communicate with them. It's so interrelated. It's like the trifecta, right? That's, that's great, right? Yeah, you have to understand that other person to know how you can add value to them. That's, that's, a, that's a, a key point or a nuanced point yeah. that if you know, I'm just always maybe asking somebody for feedback and they're not the type of person that really values giving feedback a lot, whatever it may yeah. be, but they just want to know that I'm here to help. How can I help you? How can I support? That's how you're going to add that value, show them that they're valued and make them feel engaged with their work, which will ultimately lead to increased performance, whatever the job may be. So you've, you've hit on a, a few things. You touched a little bit about mentors. Mm-hmm. You, you've talked about your boss, who's very supportive and you know, mentioned a number of other people throughout this time. So who's someone throughout your career that really has influenced your communication style? What have you taken from them? Wow. You know, really, I I attribute two things to this. Number one, the mentorship I've received from Chris Rollins and really personality insights with DISC, which actually started with John Maxwell team. And they're very interrelated because the whole idea of being able to raise your leadership and communication and personality styles being a big part of that. And so um, I'm going to kind of group that into one, but it, it was, it was the process of self-awareness. You know, I, I mean, I literally 15 years ago, I remember turning around Scott and looking and saying, thinking to myself, I am the best leader ever, right? I am amazing. <laughs> right. And I turned around and nobody's following me. And, and I had to really do a check and say, why, why are people not following and, and I started saying, I need to, I need to be better. And I started reading and taking courses. And, and that's how I really got involved with the John Maxwell team. And what I learned is that this isn't about me, right? This is about p- other people and the people that you work with and the people that you interact with in, in your families and your communities and your teams and your friends. And you have to be intentional about growing those relationships, and you grow them through connecting and communicating. So this all comes around, you know, I think some of my mentors are, are Chris Robinson um, with the John Maxwell team. Um, there's some people there, you know, uh, my friend, Jamie Hansen, who is a completely different style for me and always challenges me and makes me look at things differently. Mark Cole, our fearless leader that really talks about, you know, valuing the other person and leading with that integrity. And cr- so there's some key people that I think have had some great influence on me but it's being immersed in that community of people. And, and, I, and I would challenge people that if you think you're not where you need to be, find that community that's gonna challenge you to grow to that next level. And, and then be intentional about your growth in that area, whether you know it's, it's with a leadership team or it's in communication or it's in finance or wherever you need to grow, be intentional about that. Because until you know yourself and know those areas, you know, you're gonna sit right where you are. And you're not doing yourself or the people you're influencing any, any good there. The, the point you bring up about having a community really is, is crucial. One of the prior guests talked about how he has his own personal board of directors, you know, people mm-hmm. that he, he goes to to get feedback around things that he's doing, to learn from, to get advice from. So having mm-hmm. that community is strong. And if I think about success and success, mm-hmm. whether it is with your job, you're, you're hitting your numbers, you're performing, you're growing your career, success at home with your relationships, with your personal life, being happy. A big part of that is going to start with 
self-awareness, mm-hmm. understanding yourself, where you're at, where some of your gaps may be so that you can fill in those blanks, whether it's through investing in training yourself, going to that network that you have, taking advantage of things at work, uh, asking for help, but you know, stepping back and really, as you mentioned, turning around, say, is anyone behind me? And if they're not, then it's really kind of doing that evaluation, you know, what's going on, you know, what do I need to do to change this? Absolutely. Um, and, and, I, and I guarantee you, if they turn around and look, it's going to be a couple of things. Number one, ask themselves a question, am I valuing every person? Am, am I communicating effectively with every person? And am I connecting with every person? It really takes a true leader. You know, anyone can steer the ship. It takes a true leader to navigate the course and you have to start with leading yourself. Definitely. So we, we've hit on some great things today with regards to you know, understand yourself, understand others and their styles, the idea of listen to understand, communicate to connect. As we wrap up, any closing thoughts that you may have or a piece of advice for somebody that perhaps is early in their career or their mid-career, maybe looking to make a change, what advice do you have for them around just the importance of these skills and what they could do? I think being honest with yourself, number one, is taking that honest look and saying, where are you now and where do you want to be? And if there's a gap in there, there's your plan. Figure out the gap. Seek out other people to help you do that. One of the the laws of leadership that John talks about is the law of the inner circle. So your potential is always determined by those that are closest to you. So you find great strength in the group and help find people that can help you be better. And don't look at that as a weakness. Look at that as a strength. How can you get better? That's one of the things that that I try to do on a continuous basis is I try to find people that I can mastermind with on certain subjects that maybe I'm not as good at that I need to get better at. So look at where you are, where you want to be, that gap in the middle, that might be an area that you can, you can look at growing in. And, and it really goes back to just connecting and valuing people. If you can do those two things well, you influence other people. And that is leadership. So grow that leadership lid. Absolutely. So in, in sales, right, that is the, that's the selling gap. That's Absolutely. the opportunity gap right there, right? We, we talk a lot about what's the current state, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Client, what's your <laughs> desired state? Where state. do you want to go? In Absolutely. the middle is where we can help. So you take that and apply it to your personal life, apply it to your career goals. Here's where I am. Here's ultimately where I want to be. Mm-hmm. What can I do? And what steps can I take in between? Yeah. That is awesome. And, and understanding that actual need, maybe not what people think they need, but what they truly need. And then being able to authentically serve them in that need. And that, that is true in sales and in any, in any, anywhere that we are in life. If you can find out the true need and serve that person at that need, you will be successful in sales and life anywhere. Perfect. I think that is a great, great spot to end on. Susan, thank you so much again for joining me today and sharing your expertise. I hope you have a great day. Thank you, Scott. A special thanks again today to my guest, Susan Davis. For me, a few key takeaways from this. Leadership is influence. Focus on understanding both yourself and others. And be very intentional with your connections and relationships. I hope you found a few takeaways for yourself. And as always, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of new episodes. Thanks and have a great day.